Wake up, creatives. We're here to help small businesses think big. We're your source of entrepreneurial inspiration and real talk about running a modern small business. Feel frustrated at the lack of resources for startups? We're here to answer all your questions about what it takes to get your business off the ground, using social media as a tool and inspiring you not to give up along the way. You'll hear stories and practical advice from different talented entrepreneurs to help you to keep working towards your goals. We cover everything from networking tips to starting your own website. This is the JSL Podcast. Grab your coffee and let's grow. I'm here today with Emmy Award-winning journalist and CEO of Soulcast Media, Jessica Chen. Jessica, thank you for being here with me today. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Um, we met at Elaine Liu's Color Your Dreams event, and you did a presentation on storytelling as a way to connect with your audience, which really resonated with me. And I'm sure everybody in the audience felt the same way because you had such a positive response. And I think that's something that everybody is kind of really getting into right now. Um, but for someone like me, I'm used to kind of like working behind the scenes and like not being as seen. So um, why do you think that is that, that people are sort of trying to get into like, you know, opening up and sharing more of themselves with others? Of course. Well, storytelling, that is something that I have a soft spot for. And the reason why I think it's so important, especially in business, is because stories are what allows us to connect to each other. And this is the example that I always like to use of, you know, you and your girlfriend sitting on the couch, having a nice glass of wine and just chit-chatting. But what are you chit-chatting mm-hmm. about? Oftentimes you're chit-chatting about a story, an experience, or your feelings about something. And that kind of bond is what connects you to your friend. And just like in business, it's the same thing. Like you have to be able and willing to open up and share what it is you think, your thoughts, your experiences, because the other people who are listening, that's how they're going to relate to you. Because if you spit out all these facts and numbers, though they are really important, If you don't have that emotionalness wrapped around that, which is a storytelling, oftentimes like people, that's just when people kind of fall off. So in business, I think storytelling is very important for that reason. I agree. I I think it's crucial. I think a lot of people, there's a shift going on from like, okay, I can get like, I can get anything online, but am I, do I know what the person's story is? Like what they're selling is not just like, a service or a product, but it's also your connection to them as a person. It's, it's so important. I agree. Um, and I actually, I just took your free course, how to build public speaking confidence. Um, and that was really awesome. It was full of great content. How did you come up with that? How long did it take? Tell us about how you built that course out. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, I just walked the class actually yesterday. So I'm so glad you took it. And really, oh. I was- yeah, so great timing. But the the title of the class is called How to Develop Confidence Public Speaking. Basically, how to get over the fear of public speaking. Because that is, I don't, what do they say? It's like one of the top fears of many people, right? Yes, and yeah. Like- I really, and I knew that. And I just wanted to offer kind of like a class of how to teach people how to do that. Because so the reason why I have a soft spot for it is because I wasn't personally always a natural public speaker. I was terrified. When I mm-hmm. first started my career in TV journalism, gosh, like I knew that this was necessary, but it wasn't the most comfortable for me. But right. after doing it for 10 years, you know, you start to learn some tips and tricks. And 
um, when I left the industry last year, I think, you know, I can confidently say that, like, I, I am a confident public speaker. And because I am, I wanted to teach other people what it is that I learned along the way, because people don't oftentimes have 10 years to be a public speaker to suddenly learn how to be a public speaker. So I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so if I have the knowledge, then why don't I just share it with everybody? So, which is why I put together this class for people. It's about, you know, 30, 40 minutes long. And it really just breaks down the things that hold us back in our heads um, that really prevent us from being confident. Because oftentimes public speaking, a lot of it has to do with your confidence, right? So Totally. Yeah. So this class is where I share kind of everything I learned um, for people who want to just kind of get over that. Because I do think speaking, public speaking is really crucial to, and whether you're speaking to a large audience, a live audience, or you're just speaking Mm -hmm. to a potential client, knowing how to speak is really important. It it really is. It really is. I'll I'll actually never forget the first time I had to speak in front of like a group of people. It was in a class in high school and everybody's kind of awkward. You know, you're like sophomore year, nobody wants to be seen or looked at. It was extremely nerve wracking. My face got hot. You know, I felt like everybody was just judging me. You know, my heart was pounding. I was like, oh my God, I thought, I I felt like I was going to pass out. And so you don't want that. And I'm not there anymore, thankfully. I mean, realistically, how long do you think it takes for people to get comfortable, you know, speaking in front of a camera and audience? Like, how long did it take for you? It's hard to put a timeline on it because, you know, even though I'm comfortable and confident now, there are still moments because, you know, for Mm -hmm. example, right before you go on stage, every situation and experience is a little different and difference is what kind of makes you a little nervous because you're not used to it. Right. So that's true. Yeah. So there are moments where I'm in a completely different situation that it's unusual for me that because Mm -hmm. it's not what I'm used to, I'm like, oh. I can't, I am a little nervous, but that's the thing, like, that's thing that I teach in the class that even if you are nervous, it's okay, but then this yeah. is how you can get over it. And that's, yes. that's the gold, I think, in, in public speaking, how to get over right. that nervousness. How to get over it. Exactly. <laughs> how to just do it anyway and just you kind of fake it till you make it. And then you, once you get going, it's kind of like, okay, it, it smooths out, right? I mean, exactly. really. Exactly. I think the key is you just have to start and you just have to do it because we always allow what's in our heads, all that mental negative chatter prevent us from starting. But the key here is just to start. And the best part is if it makes you nervous, that's probably a good sign. You're learning and growing. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's really where the growth happens. Like you're never going to be comfortable probably when you're trying something new. You just have to do it anyway. And thank you for saying that sometimes you still get nervous because I feel like a lot of people who are, you know, fairly successful or, you know, they preach about confidence. They don't ever want to show that side like, oh yeah, I still still do get nervous. So I think that's really, um, that's really great of you to be able to tell people that that still happens to you sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So even though, again, I'm comfortable, but again, because every speaking situation is different and can oftentimes be unpredictable, that's Hmm. when the nervousness comes, right? Because the situation is different. But again, it's okay to be nervous, whether it's a lot nervous or a little nervous, but it's just about channeling that nervousness into Hmm. positive energy. And that's what I go over in the class. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Well, thank you so much for letting us know about that. And you actually won an Emmy for some work you did when you were working at um, ABC, right? Tell us, tell us about that. Yes. So that was a great experience. Um, 
And like you mentioned, so I used to be a news reporter. I was in the industry for almost 10 years, and I was most recently at the wow. ABC station down in San Diego. I was there for about two years, and it was such a great experience. I mean, reporting in San Diego, can it get any wow. better than that? <laughs> but I did get a lot of Anchorman jokes, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, aside from that, um, yeah, it was a really great experience. And um, yeah, we, you know, it was amazing the, the day I found out. So you're first told that you're nominated for an Emmy. And I feel like right. that moment when I found out that I was even nominated, because at that point I had been in the industry for many years and the Emmy is kind of like the gold standard in awards for te- at least oh. television. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. And prior to that, I had won other awards like AP awards and that was really cool. But, you know, the, winning an Emmy is like, that's like every reporter anchor's dream because it just seems so unattainable. But when I was nominated and it was like for a particular stories that I had done, um, mm. I was just so like, wow, I didn't, you know, it's just that moment. I just remember that day I was just like, sweating I'm gonna be honest I was like I was like this is crazy I can't believe just got nominated and um so we all get invited to the awards ceremony and that's where we find out if we're nom or whether we win or not and eventually um when they announced the award uh, my team and I won an Emmy for one of the stories we did down in San Diego and it was just truly an amazing feeling just even receiving that Emmy it's now sitting on my shelf and I see it every day and I'm just like crazy sometimes I'll like touch it I'll like pat it I'm like wow this is kind of real (laughs) good for you (laughs) that is so amazing well Jessica what was the story that you won the Emmy for so I covered when I was down in San Diego we did a lot of breaking news situation and I Uh was reporter who always was you know running to breaking news scenes and that was kind mm. of around, which wow. was also fun but stressful so basically oh, yeah. something, um, I was a reporter that had to go to it and oftentimes you only have like what 30 minutes to an hour max to like put together what the heck just happened so the story wow. that we wanted me for actually um, was one about there was it was wildfire season down in San Diego, and there was obviously oh. a lot of construction. Um, homes were, you know, threatened. So it was tr- actually truly a team effort, which is why I think we won it because not only was there great reporting, but there was also really great producing presentation. Mm. Just, there's so many elements that go into it, and obviously it all has to be good in order to win an Emmy. So it was very cool. <laughs> wow! Yeah, congratulations. That's so impressive. I mean, you're so young to have you know won that award. That's it's extremely um, prestigious. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Your job doing that, though, it sounds like you said, exciting, but also extremely stressful. Was that part of the decision that you made or, you know, factored into your decision to leave doing that and, and, and doing what you're doing now with Fullcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so the news industry, it is very stressful because mm-hmm. you are working on extremely tight deadlines every day and your day can shift unexpectedly though it's kind of expected your day will shift no matter (laughs) no matter how much you prepare or you know you have a plan for the day and I actually love talking about how people can use their 
I guess you can say, skills and abilities in one industry and totally transfer it to another industry if you can think about your skills creatively. And I mean that in the sense that even though I was a reporter, that's who I was for 10 years, there are so many things that I had to did, I had to do, like tangible things behind the scenes that really allowed me to be, um, I think, well-positioned to start mm-hmm. social media. Oh, and yeah. It's interesting because, you know, when, you know, back then when I was a reporter, I used to think I'm just, I'm just a reporter. Like, you know, I report the news, I gather information, I interview people, I write, I shoot video, I edit video. I mean, these are things I did as a reporter, but once I stepped out of that, I realized these are all skills that are so relevant in the kind of business that I want to start that it was actually a fairly easy transition. And it was a great transition because even though obviously you know, starting a business is very stressful and, you know, you have to be flexible. Those are things that I learned as a reporter as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was actually um, a very good timing, I think, for me to um, decide to leave the news industry and start this because I feel like not only do I have like the work experience, but there's a lot of the life experience that I was able to get as a reporter that I think has really helped me with Soulcast Media. I could definitely see that because when you're an entrepreneur, you know, you never know kind of how your day is going to turn out. You you can kind of plan a little bit, but you never know what's going to come up, which is, it, it sounds just like as unpredictable as your job in the journalism field. So It is. It is. It's kind of funny, but it's so true. And yeah. I mean, I can, you know, I've, cause I, I'm, let's say I've never worked in a tech company, but I can imagine, let's say, you know, if I worked in the tech industry in the startup world, for example, and somebody wanted to um, start their own business, I feel like there'd be a lot of, you know, relevant skills that they can take, for example, to start their own company as well. Totally. Well, I'm glad you got that training because now you're doing your own thing. And I really support that. I love it when people start their own companies and work for themselves. Um, So tell us about a typical day for you. What are you doing with Soulcast Media? What does your day normally look like? I'm super nosy. So I just want to (laughs) know. Well, as you can imagine, it is very different every single day. And you know, it really depends on the projects I'm working on in the moment. So um, I just launched that class and that took up a huge chunk of my time thinking about the content that I wanted to present and how to present it and putting together the the presentation itself and just mm-hmm. making sure a lot of the technical things, like that's the one thing I think being um, a business owner, like you have to learn because you don't have, let's say, your coworkers to help you. Right. Like, tech support. And I am not a tech person whatsoever, but I had to learn all the software. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. Like that's kind of like my next hire, like a real tech support who can come and help me. But like, you know, for example, even just launching that class, you know, you had to use different softwares to support it. And I had to learn all that myself. So a lot of, I was just going to say you did all that yourself. Yes, I did it all myself. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Jessica, hats off to you because I I don't even want to go live on like, you know, Instagram or Facebook and you're like recording this whole thing and like splicing things together. You did all that? That's amazing. Seriously. Yeah, I did. And there's all the marketing, as you know, behind it to oh. launch it. And yeah, I did it all myself. And part of it was, you know, it was a struggle, but I also realized I wanted to learn it. And, you know, down the line, like when it gets more complicated, I can probably hand it off to somebody. But I think learning it in the beginning so you understand the foundation is really important so that in the future, nobody can say something and you not understand. Oh, yeah. That's so true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Oh, man. 
it, I love it took, that. Yeah, I, it took a long time, but I think it was well worth it. And I actually encourage people who want to, let's say, launch something to learn the software, at least basically themselves, so they understand how things work. And really, there's so many great um of videos out there now that teach you. I think support for like all these software is amazing now. And, mm-hmm. you know, for example, even, you know, the podcast system we're working on, I think, you know, if you needed support, it's not too hard to find somebody to jump on and help you with it. Right. So, oh, just, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing the support that we can get out there now. So, yeah, learning how to do it yourself is huge. But that's actually what took up a lot of my time recently, which was learning how to compile everything and do it all. But in addition to that, I also work with clients individually. So that takes up a lot of my time as well. And that's a little bit more structured because I have allocated times that I schedule with my clients and I meet with them usually weekly on, you know, it's tailored specifically to them, but Mm -hmm. always revolves around communications, public speaking, storytelling, and video content as well. Um, I help with video content creation. So really the day is just kind of different and it's just kind of juggling all these multiple projects, but I love it. I think it's so fun. (laughs) That's so awesome. Um, I highly recommend the course. That was a great class. It was great information. Um, What do you have coming up? What do you, what else are you working on? So some of my next projects, I'm also putting another course together. It's still on the DL right now, because <laughs> but, but um, it's going to be another course. And it, this one's going to be actually targeted more towards entrepreneurs specifically. Like, oh, great. This, yeah, this course that I just launched was more general. It's more for anybody who is interacting with anybody, right? Which is everybody. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> but this one is going to be tailored specifically to entrepreneurs, specifically um, founders who possibly want to, you know, get into like the startup scene and how they can find investors, pitch themselves, present their pitch deck, things like that. That's oh, that sounds one. amazing. I'm dying to see all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's in the works right now and working with some new clients as well. So that's always fun for me. Very exciting. Um, When I took the course or I watched the class, I really liked the tip you gave about envisioning yourself as speaking to just one person when you're speaking in public. Um, What's another great tip for people who want to improve their public speaking ability? Let's see. I think it's probably my favorite tip, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier and that nervousness Mm -hmm. and turning that into positive energy. And it's, it's, you know, I can say it, but like I can tell somebody, oh, turn that nervousness into positive energy. But it doesn't mean anything unless the other person really, truly believes that it's possible. Unless they get it. Yeah. Yeah. They have to understand like, you know, what that means for them and what that means for them means something different from, for somebody else. So Mm -hmm. when I say that, like, turn that nervousness into positive energy. It's really and truly like an action that you're taking mentally and physically as well. So for example, once uh, you're about to go on stage and you are starting to feel all these butterflies and you're just so nervous because you're like, oh my gosh, what if I forget? And all these doubts come into your mind. Right. The suggestion that I always give is to like, just literally you have to tell yourself to stop, like stop thinking about that. And you have to like boss your own self around and be like, Literally stop thinking about that. You have to stop. You have to just breathe, calm down, 
right? And this is all what you're doing because no, you don't usually have somebody next to you telling you to do this. Like you have to be able right. to do this yourself. Yep. So you just <laughs> once you notice that you're feeling this way, you have to think, okay, stop, calm down, breathe, and then literally physically try to push all that nervousness and energy out of you. And then because all that nervousness really is energy in itself that like use that to boost yourself on the stage. And I know it sounds kind of foo-foo and whatever, but it really works. Like I've used this so much. Like when I feel sometimes mm-hmm. that like unexpected nervousness, I calm myself down, I breathe. And then I, once I step on stage, it's like this immediate transformation. And I use all that energy to energize me on stage. And it really makes a huge difference. And whether you're going on stage or presenting at a meeting, these, this is absolutely something you can do if you apply yourself. If you apply it, if you practice. Absolutely. Um, do you feel like it's different when you're speaking in front of an audience versus speaking on camera? Hmm. I do personally, um, because when you're in front of a live audience, like you can actually feel their presence, right? Mm -hmm. So the dynamic is a little different and, you know, seeing everybody look at you, it kind of makes it I guess the word is real, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Whoa, this is real. Yeah, this is real. And the beauty about doing video content, which I encourage everybody to do if you are a business owner to market yourself and market your business, is that you know if you do mess up, you can always stop and record again, right? That's so true. So in that sense, it is real, but it doesn't have to be real because if you don't like it, you can redo it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Oh, I see. Yeah, but if you are on stage and you're saying something, everything you're saying, people are hearing immediately. Mm. Um, So, you know, if you want to start getting into public speaking, but you are afraid that, you know, you're not ready to take that leap into being in front of a live audience, I would say just start with doing video content because a lot of the same presentation skills are, you know, can be used both ways. Right. They can translate. That's so true. Um, I, a while back, I did um, an interview for Me Too, which is like the Hispanic version of BuzzFeed. And um, I was not prepared for like the sheer amount of people that would be standing around with cameras and like, mics and like whatever else that's like the crew and I walked in and I was just so unprepared for that and as soon as I saw all those people I was like oh everybody's going to be quiet staring at me as I'm talking um okay (laughs) like you really have to adjust to that but I think really it is like the more you do it kind of the easier it gets it's very interesting (laughs) yeah it really is It, it truly is the more you do it the easier it gets um and practice really makes a difference well I think what I think repetition in public speaking does it, it, it teaches you to be flexible because if you don't do it often you think it's just one way but if you do it often you're able to kind of mold yourself to like what the crowd is feeling and you can sense it so practicing yeah. public speaking be flexible yeah absolutely so you kind of learn how to read the room and go with the flow more and become a little more playful and comfortable with it instead of being so rigid about it right exactly exactly That's awesome. I think it's great that you're teaching people this because I think it's so essential for especially entrepreneurs. So I'm excited for your next class. But I think everyone should get comfortable speaking in front of 
a room because once you're comfortable with that, I mean, like you said, it can translate to so many different situations where you're just, you might need to speak in front of people. I mean, for a toast at a wedding or, you know, a TV interview, or you're trying to do your own um, content for your website to promote whatever. I mean, I think it's, it's absolutely crucial. So I, I really love that you're doing this. I think people need it. Thank you. I'm so happy that you see the value in this. And I really think a lot of times people will just think of public speaking as one of those things that they're afraid of, but they don't want to invest in trying to improve. But I truly believe that communications and improving communications has immeasurable benefits. And I like to believe people are starting to realize that. So I'm happy that you see it as well. (laughs) I absolutely do. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being here with me today. Where can everyone find you? Yes. So I am on all the social media sites, as you can imagine. Uh, (laughs) I'm most most active on LinkedIn, actually. Um, Oh, great. Yeah. So people, though, can add me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And my handle is the same for everything, which is Jessica Chen Page. So super easy, Jessica Chen Page. So you can just find me there, add me, and I'd love to connect with you and everybody else. (laughs) Awesome. And we'll include all the information in our show notes and on our social media when we promote this. So thank you again, Jessica. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the JSL Creatives Podcast. We hope you learned something new today and you're inspired to keep working towards your goals. Until next time.